Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the greatest show on earth. It's lads, dads, and a couple of beers. Big Al and Dave chatting to a couple of peers, covering the topics that you're gonna wanna hear, making you laugh your ass off while holding back the tears. Crazy stories, celebrity guests. Come and take a minute to relieve some stress Regardless of your background, religion or wealth The most important conversation is about mental health Sponsored by F2B Clothing from Buntingford Brewery Welcome back to Lads Dads and a couple of bees. I mean... Mm. But it's I, been a while, brother. I, I mean, it has been a while, but fuck I me forgot up. what you fucking look like. <laughs> exactly, but <laughs> Christ, we've got some topics to cover, haven't we? Oh, Jesus. I mean, like, it's been a bit... I know we say it's full on all the time, but life's kind of gone, gone a bit weird. And, yeah. like, yes. from, from going out with celebrities to being in the press to mm. everything... Yeah, we're, we're having our 15 minutes and we're stretching it. But look, before we get into all of it, let's get the sponsor out of the way. Thank you to the guys down at FTB Clothing. The clothing bag, you're free to be whatever you want to be. And thank you to Andy and Charles at Bunty for Brewery. Um, I've got to quickly say, not only do they do a fantastic drop down oh, there, the and they're, oh, this is it. They're servicing all, all the, the local um, drinking watering holes in Hertfordshire, but they've got a new one. They've got a wintered spiced ale out. Do you know and, what? Do you know um, what? Go on. I've got it here. Go- Oh, stop it. You I've got it absolute here. beer slag. Right? So, so no hanging people, around. People that don't understand is that Dave's actually a good 200 miles away from me at the moment. He's in Stoke working and, and he's uh, perked up in a Premier Inn, which is, looks like your nan's living room at the moment. But I'm here sampling the very own bunch of movies. you filthy yeah. bitch. Like, <laughs> I spoke to Charlie the other day and I was like, oh, mate, this one is proper... I, I don't know. There's something about winter drinks that proper get me going into the old Christmassy spirit. I like a mulled wine. Yeah. I like a, a winter cider and everything like that. And when he said they were doing a winter spiced ale, I was like, you filthy bastard. Get no, me on board. No, let me tell you, you know I, I'm not down for all these. Yeah, you're not really a crafty type no, of guy. No, I'm not. And it's took me quite, you know, the best part of a year to get into Buntingford Brewery sort of mm. drops. But mm. I'm bloody loving this. Mm. I really am. More than your nine percent cider, <laughs> yeah. More than mechanics. Where you forget bro. your name, where <laughs> yeah. you forget your name, and you forget where you live, and everything like that. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I might actually take this down oh, to good. the boys. I'm down glad the it's park. nice. I thought you weren't allowed to do that anymore. Oh mate, <laughs> after that special it. register you got put on. <laughs> <laughs> That's getting edited out. <laughs> so let's guess, guess, get into it. What everyone's going to be thinking, like fuck me, we get the headlines. Yeah, so we were in the current bum, weren't we? We and, were in not from the, the mirror, north, not the mail, the, the uh, sun. Hello, hello, magazine. OK, magazine. <laughs> Bangladeshi TV. Um, <laughs> it was even Gr- Grimsby Live, but that was, was the other week. <laughs> we were even referenced on this um, loose women. Now, mm. I've actually been speaking to a few people mm. from Strictly who have got in contact and said this, that, and the other. Um, I can't go into details about it. It's you know, it's press talk. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's the press yep. get hold of it and they throw it back in the air. We appreciate the publicity, but what Nina was talking about was valid. Yeah, it was definitely. valid for a reason. It needed to be said. And you can bet your bollocks to a barn dance that if it was anybody else doing it, 
it would have been disregarded. But because I, we've I got think, Nina uh, on, who's uh, of, a, of a certain stature within the within the industry, she was able yeah. to voice it. And that's what we've been waiting for in this podcast as well. We've had some great guests on, don't get me wrong, and we've hit the headlines before, but we've made an absolute, I don't want to say a media shitstorm, because that's the wrong word, but we've definitely created some some buzz around talking about mental health, mm. which is the one thing we yeah, wanted the, to do. The people that are talking are definitely talking. And um, un- unfortunately for the people strictly, it seems like there is the veil has been lifted on the, on the strictly experience and what's going on in strictly. I mean, only recently with the whole, um, the whole uh, young PT, Adam PT and getting mm. voted out and it doesn't mm. really make any sense and stuff like that. So there's yeah. a lot of accusations of fixing going on. Um, Nina spoke quite strongly of her experience on strictly. And I think it, yeah, again, it's done, it did her justice more than it did us justice. So I need to point out and, and from, I don't want to say a legal aspect again, that's the wrong way of doing it, but I need to point out that Nina spoke her own words and what what Nina said was valid and Nina made her opinion matter. They're not accusations. Hmm. They're not, um, she's not accusing anybody of everything. It's an opinion and she's allowed to have an opinion because she put herself out there on a show. Now I tagged Hmm. you in something on Facebook, which I never do because I don't go on Facebook Hmm. And it was one of the articles and one of the papers which we was in. And every single one of them comments. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is key. This is really good. Yeah, I, 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 I actually forgot about this, but mate, well, go on. You tell the people. So it was uh, our tag tagged me on. Yeah, basically uh, a press shot, which is the 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 crappy little headline that gives you an idea of what's going on. So that you, it's basically clip, but clip bait. Yeah. Um, so Al sent it to me and there was about 10 people had commented on. This is, it's only been the, a minute. The clip Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. I reckon maybe five minutes tops, about three or four minutes. It'd been out and about nine people had clip had commented on the clickbait, And it made my blood run cold. The, they the stuff that they were saying about Nina, and uh, it was it was just horrific. And I'm even now finding it hard to put into words what these human human beings, and I say that term very loosely, think it's acceptable to mm. write about another person on social media. I mean, was, some some crazy. of them were just embarrassing. Some of them were embarrassing. They obviously didn't even know Nina was, and yet they're commenting about something that they don't even know who she is or what she stands for. And oh, mate, it and was I went brutal. on it about an hour later and had a look, and, and there was a few that was, you know, who have the same opinion as us. Like, why are you why are you doing? Why are you saying this? Why are you berating mm. this person? But I clicked on a few of those harsher comments, and there was one guy that had written something like. What does she expect? She's been out of the limelight so long, she should be grateful for an opportunity, whether it be bad press or not. Mm. I clicked on his profile, and do you know what one of his bios was? Mental health advocate. Ah. Mental health advocate. I just thought, you absolutely... It's horrible. And I remember saying to you, mate, I I don't understand what the world has come to. I don't like... Are we that miserable inside that we think that we can say whatever we like to whoever we like and there's no repercussions or comments on it? I just it's just great. It made just me makes think, me upset. Are we being a little bit too sensitive? Is it us being sensitive? I don't know, because 
I mean, you know what it's like to have people that you don't know, complete strangers in this world, commenting about no, how I, you look, I have an your opinion. appearance. I don't think yeah. it is, but the, it's, it just seems to be like, the, it's almost that thing of like you follow suit. Do you know what I mean? Well, if everyone else is doing it. Yeah, see. It's, it's, it's like a trend. Can, can, I, can I say something worse? Like I said to you, do they just want the attention of people going, oh, you're a bastard? Like, Maybe. is that what gets them off? If I say something so shocking, somebody else is going to comment and say, I'm a shit. Do you know but what I mean? This is the thing, is that the people, I, I pointed it out to a few other people and I said to them, read this, what do you think? And they're like, well, ain't that bad? And I'm like, no, I think, well, no, it is bad because it shouldn't be said. And he's like, and, but my mate said to me, but yeah. you know these people. You're friends with these yeah. people. Every person you have on the podcast, so you're a friend of theirs. You and Dave mm. are pals of them. So you've got that emotional connection to it where if I'm scrolling through TikTok and I pick out of a video of a guy who is pissed up outside of a pub and he's staggering as mm. those guys filming him and they're all laughing. What are you going to do? Laugh. I was like, mm, I don't know why. So because if you laugh, how are you any different to the other people that are commenting? Which I get. Yeah, I get, I get and, what he's saying. And I, I did. I, I, I listened to um, another podcast the other day. I listened to the, the wonderful Danny and Danny Dyers. They're sorting it out with the Dyers. And, um, Danny, young female Danny Dyer, was saying that she accidentally read some of her comments on uh, that something was written on social media, and she was quite upset that she'd fallen into the trap of reading her own comments again. Yeah. And uh, Danny made a good point, Danny Senior, and he said, "If the devil bent over, you'd still look at his arsehole. Yeah, no, and I think that's a really analogy. good, uh, like, you know, you shouldn't look. Mm. But even if the devil bent over, you'd still look at his ass. Like, well, it's, 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 like, it's, like, it's, like, it's like the dick in the gym syndrome, isn't it? Mm. When you go to the gym and a man's getting changed, you always have a look at his dick. Yeah, you've got to, got to yeah. see what he's packing. Yeah, exactly. Just in case it's an absolute weapon. Yeah, just in case you need to tie and not throw over your shoulder. I mean, <laughs> get, get that man out of there. But look, this... this um, this this just, just yeah i mean what can we say we appreciate everyone that's you know emailed in and commented and messaged and said well done mm. for making the press but i know we did but and this is another thing as well i need, need to point out we did put it in our story oh lads dads have made the press because we did make the press but i got yeah, accused of, for us, of yeah. clouting off it oh look at you clouting off mental health but you're meant to be a mental health advocate and listen if you if you strip it back the episode is about mental health if i want to put out mm. there oh lads dads have made the paper Papers are nationally put out there for people to read. So therefore, we're spreading our message. So fuck you, haters. Fuck everyone else who's going there and making bad calls. And fuck Ooh. you, all the people that turn around and say shit to our celebrities. What one? Yeah. And uh, Nina is a fantastic human being, and she doesn't deserve any of the hate that she gets just for speaking about her own experience. And she was it's brilliant. Just- she was fantastic, and look, she felt she felt so comfortable that she could tell us stuff that she probably hadn't told the press before, which is why it made the press. But we we talk to everybody exactly the same. Those of you that listen and, and have listened to the thirty seven odd episodes, thirty eight odd episodes that we've done, know that it's just we we say the things that we think we want to know. So, yeah. and, and Nina very happily obliged and told us the truth. I'd rather that she came on and did that than blow smoke up our ass and told us nothing yeah exactly which some people have done mm. Mm. there's a lot of episodes as well that we've done which haven't aired ladies and gentlemen mm. real serious ones yeah. some people that we can't promote now because they're banged up in jail <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> anyway, this, enough yeah. talking about what's been. Uh, we also went for a lovely dinner with Mr. Andy oh King and his God. wonderful partner, Craig, um, which we, we almost haven't got time to go into now. Well, no, we but could've. what a fantastic night that was. We could uh, Andy was completely on form. Alex drank too much and oh smashed the glass over Craig. <laughs> so I definitely had to talk about that. What, what was I even thinking? You were doing the old bang the glass on top of the bottle and the bottle will froth up. But, but the Guinness some... was holding a pint of Guinness. He was holding a pint of Guinness and me and you had been out for probably about four or five hours by this point. So we'd had a good few drinks. It came out of nowhere. Stop, stop. We hadn't been out for a while, four or five drinks. By this point, it was one in the morning. We were in King's Cross and we'd been out nearly nine hours. We were yeah, fucking yeah. steaming. Yeah. But I don't know where you where that came from. We weren't like I'm, banging look, each other's drinks or anything or no, being laddish. You just no, came through the crowd and went, smash! <laughs> <laughs> but not only did I knock it out of his hand, I smashed it in his hands. Like all the mm. glass just crumbled into his, his thing. Mm. And then he went over to Andy and then I looked at Andy and Andy got a bandage around his arm. I said, what's the matter with you? And he went, well, you, you stupid fucking asshole. You got my hand all bloody. And I'm like, oh my God. I felt awful. Oh, but you mate. know what? They, were, they thought it was the funniest thing in the world. And we had yeah. such a great laugh. And we had, a, yeah, we had, we had another friend join us as well, didn't we? Yes, the, the wonderful, strappingly good-looking Connor joined us as well. From his podcast, which is called Raising the Bar. Raising the Bar. Raising the Bar. He's a good lad. He, uh, he came all the way down from Manchester. He actually snuck in and did a little cheeky interview of Andy. Um, and uh, we, I was winding Connor up a little bit saying, don't sit next to Andy. You might touch your leg under the table. Because like, <laughs> Andy's homosexual. And we, we, we've got good banter with Andy. And we know we can joke like that with him. But there was a moment where I cracked a joke to Andy and Andy looked at Connor and laughed and started strapping, like smacking him on the leg. And, yeah, and, and Con- it, Connor was a bit worried at a certain point when he was like, Con- oh, shit. Connor, Connor gave me a look like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> but anyway, it was all banter. It was all good fun. Um, we had a really good time. But yeah, we're going to do a lot of stuff with Connor. There's a lot of stuff coming up. So look out for that. Yeah, cool. So let's talk about the guest. Let's talk about the guest. So this week we have um, a young lady that's joining us on the podcast to talk about her experiences. Now, she's in the press quite a lot at the moment. Um, She's another person that's not always painted very well in the press and suffers from bad press and suffers from trolling just when she's voicing her opinions on uh, her experiences for her life. She does some reality TV. I think that's fair to say. So, Al, do us all the pleasure and introduce this week's guest. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the podcast, the very beautiful Jessica Power. Mm. Where have you been, bitch? Where have you been, bitch? <laughs> Where have you bloody been? <laughs> Where have you bloody been? Love a good bit. How are you, Jess? I'm great. I am great. I'm loving the UK. Everyone here is super friendly, down to earth, cool. Really? You didn't sound very You must have lucked that. out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, I don't think Where have you been? Any, I haven't met anyone rude yet. And everyone's always like, not everyone's like that, darling. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, maybe I'm just real happy go lucky all the time. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. So we're all really concerned. <laughs> mm. <laughs> no, because no, I just didn't expect you to be so. I don't know, really. It's a bit. Well, e- even where we live, Al, everybody's not friendly. No, rude as fuck. Yeah, and I mean, like, pe- I people in like London you. town. 
<laughs> Most of the time, unless the sun is shining in London, everybody's an arsehole. True. Yeah, see, They're horrible London, to one another. I feel London's a bit, it's a bit busy, it's a bit fast. I'm up in Manchester, so everyone's a little bit nicer there. They stop and they let me know what I'm doing wrong. Yeah. Wow. Right. Wow. Right. Like, like okay. what? Being sick in the street, that kind of thing. No, well, like I had to call my friend the other day and I was like, you know when you're staying at a hotel and they're like, yeah, and I said, look, do I leave the food tray outside like we do in Australia? Uh, <laughs> like, I thought you were going to say, like, do you not boil the kettle? Have you not heard the boil the kettle myth? No. You need to boil a kettle yeah, before you go into every hotel. Do you boil the kettle, Dave? No, I don't. But you not heard I, about I've this? also heard that you're, you're not meant you're not meant to boil a kettle as well. No, you're meant to boil because the people kettle. Pe- people piss and shit in the kettle. Yeah. What? Yeah, no, they, they don't. They do. <laughs> I don't know. I just look at <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, people piss and shit in the kettles in hotels. They do not. Oh, that's like the same sort of lie that we tell people that come to Australia about drop bears. Oh, there's drop bears in the trees. What's Be a careful. drop bear? What's a, a fucking drop bear? So you're in the forest when you're out like camping and stuff in Australia. They're in rural Australia. They live in the trees. And when you walk, it's at, only at nighttime around about like dusk. So like what's that, five, six o'clock? I don't know. Um, if you walk underneath their trees, they'll drop onto you and attack you, claw you. There's like a, like a giant koala. Oh, okay. I've never heard of that, a drop Have bear. You? No. Yeah. I, I thought it was hey, like I've a, got, a, I've got to say it. I thought it was like right. a, a bear, right. like a slut drop. <laughs> Slut drop there. Slut dropping. Mate, I've got to say it. Like some of our friends are, are in the process of moving to Australia, and I, I, I know it's your country, Jess, and you're awfully proud. But everything there wants to either eat you or kill you. I could. I, I'm quite happy where I am now. You've Couldn't got bears that fall out of the tree. Yeah, especially bitch. the women, Al. Especially the women. Um, especially the women. But do you know what? Yeah, it's very true. I actually came to the UK and I thought, oh, thank God there's not massive amounts. I got bitten about by a spider the first, like, the night before I left. And I was going outside. What, here? No, 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 in Australia. Australia. And, like, right. you get huntsmen. So I was telling a story the other day on my Instagram about a huntsman. It was as big as my hand. And I'm telling you, I threw a shoe at this thing and sprayed it about 50,000 times and it kept, like, crawling at me with all these broken legs. And I'm like, ah! I gotta leave Australia. It's too much, mate. Nah, mate. See, right, so like, let's get into crocodiles, snakes, spiders. Yeah, no. Have you got a drink, Jess? I do. I've got a Jackson Coke because you know I'm a classy lad. We Last. love it. We love it. We love it. I love the fact you call it a Jacks and Coke as well, yeah, not just a Jack and Coke, just a Jack and Coke. Yeah, but yeah. yeah me, me, and Coke. me and Dave are real bourbon sluts. We do like are a good bourbon. Yeah. bourbon. Oh, mine's American Eagle. Mine's Woodford Reserve. Woodford, I'm sorry, but that is Wood, Wood Woodford Reserve. Woodford Reserve is so harsh. No, it's not. It is. Do you guys drink it with Coke, or do you have it on your own? On its own? No, on Coke. With anything, Coke, Coke. Uh, I like ginger beer with it as well, and things like that. I like a monkey shoulder. Monkey shoulder is quite nice. Yeah, like monkey shoulder is nice. I like monkey shoulder. Um, like neat, like just on its own. Do you like a bit so, of North so Creek? Yeah, whisk- <laughs> North Creek. No, but my dad not North, not North Creek, oh. Knob Creek, Knob no. Creek, Creek. No, no, yeah. no. It wasn't a joke. It's a, it's a genuine whiskey called Knob Creek. I wasn't lining up a gag. Ah, oh. 
<laughs> so Jess, Jess, look, we've, we we need to do our listeners the justice and you the respect by why don't you tell everybody uh, who you are and what you're famous for. So I'm Jess Power. I'm best known for Married at First Sight Australia and I'm famous for stealing some other girl's husband. I always get what I want. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> You know, you get that on the big jobs. Oh, dear. <laughs> 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 I have to say my ex-husband hates me. But so do all my you other. You don't actually marry each other on the show, though, do you? Because no, it even says a, it on it, you don't do it. It's not a legally binding marriage, um, but it is like it's, it's a full ceremony. It's like the full yeah, ceremony, yeah. the reception, the honeymoon, the, you know, cries in the shower at night time what have i done mm. we've all been there i actually did it after a curry but <laughs> so jess let's talk about um married at first sight and reality tv because you you've done celebrity big brother as well yes i've done celebrity so- big brother i'm in the uk doing another show i can't say what it is yet but people will find out on thursday so let's talk a bit about reality tv how do you get into reality tv for a start and for you to decide this is the road i'm going to walk down and do various reality tvs if that makes sense you just you just don't just don't do it you know my my advice to anyone that ever asks me about reality tv and if they should do it i say please make sure you have no skeletons in your closet like i'm talking not even a dust might because mm. it'll be brought out in the press it'll be sold it'll you have your family your friends your work colleagues everyone backstabs you my mother sold stories on me i've had <laughs> best friends sell stories on me i've had sorry so so stop 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 mm. did you say your mother sells a story on you yeah my mother and i we haven't had a relationship in about seven years but she decided four years ago that we were really close and to sell stories that were completely fabricated and false Right, let's talk um, about that quickly. Let's talk about that. So, so what? So, detail it off. What happened there? So, um, I remember I was just I just wrapped up an interview with um, some journalists in Australia, and I, my manager's always on the other end of the phone because I I have the habit of talking too much, and he just shuts me up. Mm, anyway, debatable. My manager said, um, and he didn't want to tell me, and I was thinking, why is he reluctant? Sounds reluctant on the phone. He goes, the journalist needs to tell you something, and I was like, oh yeah, whatever. And the journalist said, look, we're not going to sugarcoat this, but we've just had a story come across our desk from your mother. And I've had, I I was dragged in media. I had, you know, I got broken up with on live TV. The whole of Australia hated me for stealing a husband. Then I was hated on for getting, then I was, you know, um, teased for getting broken up with on live TV. I've had, I've gone through the worst of the worst. But the worst thing was my mum selling stories. I remember just completely breaking down. On like I felt, I remember falling on the floor going like, how could she do this to me? Like I hadn't spoken about my mother. I hadn't brought her up in media. I hadn't discussed anything. And I and I was mm. always batting down interviews about her. And the story was basically just slandering me as a brat, saying wow. that that was not the child that she'd brought up when my mother always had had a drug addiction from a very young age, which is the reason why she sold the story. She needed, you know, money for whatever. I... Mm. um. 
and she was just saying like she but she hit on my ex-husband saying that she would be much better uh, match with him saying that all my plastic surgery was disgusting like it was terrible wow. and, and you know what this girl this this woman went to the point where she actually had a journalist come out to the house take photos like this is a two-page spread across women's day which is one of australia's biggest like gossip magazines um And I just thought, you know, I was so defeated by that point because I just thought even though we don't have a relationship and we don't have respect, the last shred of respect I had for you is now gone. And I didn't Mm -hmm. tell any stories on her after. I didn't retaliate. I I just was, I was just sad because. That's got to be really hard. Yeah. Really hard. I mean, you're the sort of girl, it's quite clear to see that you're you're quite, you're bubbly. You've got a massive personality. You're all about expressing yourself and making people laugh that's great that's a really great personality trait to have but it's quite clear that that's that that's damaged you yeah you know like there's a difference between like I can wake up in the morning and cop hate from thousands of Australia of strangers you know mm. I don't care but when your mother like who, yeah. who you haven't spoken to in a long time but I gave up my childhood for my mom when she had a drug addiction I raised my little brothers I basically like brought my mum up because she was so incompetent to life. Mm. Um, when I gave up my childhood for somebody and never have asked for anything back, for her to go and sell a story, it just, like, it really hurt me. Like, it, like I can sit there and laugh everything else off, but that really hurt me. And I know the reason she did it. She'd asked me, she, she'd got in contact with me not long before, I think a week or two prior, and she'd asked for money. And obviously she wants money because of my fat celebrity. Mm whatever and I wasn't earning much money at that point it was just the wrap we just wrapped on math so I wasn't really earning anything mm. had, you, had you been had you been known to give her money in the past then to help her no or? never I never had given her money but she just wanted money because she's like Jess is a celebrity now she's got heaps sure. of money which doesn't that's not how reality tv works yeah, but quite. um anyway I said to her look she wanted money for, she said it's for the rent and I said look I'll pay your rent lady because I know my mum suffers with substance abuse mm-hmm. I said I will pay the rent for a month I will give it to the rent lady Smart. and pay it. No, nah, she didn't want that. Big fight yeah. entailed. She wants Shock. cash. And I said, well, no, I'm not going to do that. So she, her excuse for, did you just open up with your teeth? You yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so her, it, her reasoning behind selling the story was, well, you didn't give me money for rent. And I was like, I was going to pay you rent for an entire month, lady. <laughs> but I'm not giving can, you Can I ask you something? Yes. Yeah. Um, just uh, for me not only is that sad that your mum's done that to you and, and the hurt that you've that you got from that have you ever thought that maybe it was the journalist that found a weakness in your mum yeah of and took course. advantage of that it definitely and I know the journalist that did it and I w- and I have not worked with her continuously through and and it's and it's you know what I love I love when I get more success because it only gives me more power in a sense where do you know what when you've wronged me like that like there's a difference between writing a, a story that's not that great because that's your job but there's a like you hounded my mother you knew about her substance abuse and you seeked her out and constantly um you know, baited her with with offers of money. Mm. You know what she's going to do. So I was, yeah. I just like cut off. I was done. Um, I remember this journalist came up to me. I made top one hundred maximum women, and I was at a party, and she came up to me, and she wanted to apologize and stuff. And 
I said to her, you know what, I've got too much going on in my life to harbour any hate towards you, but just know next time you're doing a story to listen to the same person because I can guarantee you if you went back to my mother and asked her to tell the exact same story, she wouldn't be able to. Mm. Yeah, And mm-hmm. I wasn't lying when I said my mother suffers from a substance abuse. Like no kid just goes out and says to the media, hey, my mom's a drug addict because. No, of course not. You don't, you don't. And the only reason why I, I just wanted to protect her because people, people just love the drama and the more success and the more fame I get, the more people just want to bring me down. And the only person mm-hmm. that's really done that is my mom. Even since Celebrity Big Brothers aired, because my childhood charity, so my charity is the Australian Childhood Foundation, which is the charity for children that are brought up in drug and alcohol and neglected houses. Um, my mum's now going on this big rant to my sister, like, Jessica's only famous for me and, like, I'm going to fuck her life up. But all this is crap, you know, like, and I just sit there going, oh, my God, woman, like, are you not done? Because I'm done mm. with India. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, are you done? Did you feel like you've got a bit of, oh, I don't know, I don't want to say closure because that's the wrong word, but I mean, it's your mum, isn't it? It's your family. It's, it's the people that are meant yeah, to be there for you all like, the time. It, you talk so strongly about it there, yeah. Jess, and mm. like you, you're such a strong individual as a character and always happy and everything like that. Look, yeah. Do you, do you still feel the carrying element of it around with you? Even just just protect yourself, really. I don't anymore. Um, The reason why I cut my mother off initially in the first place was because a year, so about two years before the show started and I was casted for Married at First Sight, I lost my ex to suicide. He committed suicide on the phone to me. Wow. Um, And I was really broken about it because I was quite young. I think I was 26 when I was on the show, so I was only 24. And Mm. I was really, really upset and broken about it. And then my sister who had taken so much time off work, had to go back to work. And I remember sitting in the house going, I can't be on my own today. I need to be around someone. And I went to my mum's and she couldn't even like hug me or the first thing she offered me to, you know, get over that feeling of pain was drugs. And I was like, I don't think drugs are going to make me feel better, mum. And from that day I went, you know what, all you have been for the last 12 years is a dark cloud of disdain over my life. And I am so much more happier when you're not in it. So I cut her off from them. And, you know, everyone's always like, that's really sad. It's your mum. But I have two amazing fathers. I've got a stepfather who's been my dad since I was one. And I've got my biological father and my mum's one of eight. So I have all my family, Mm. all my cousins, all my uncles. No, I I get that. I I get the whole thing of not needing that immediate to be a a, a continuous in your life. It's, It's something that you can, you can definitely harness to to get you through it's just amazing to hear the way you speak about it like it, and, I, and i get what people will, will think when they hear this is that it's almost like and forgive me this is not i'm not trying to say this is not how it is but it's almost like you're not sounding sincere mm. because you've been so used to it does that make yeah. sense it's, it's like you're, you're you're just used to it now this is what it is and numb I, to it exactly numb to it that's yeah. exactly what it is and i get that i get that sort of emotion to it because i've got a similar thing but Nothing to do with drugs or with my family. None of that. I need to make that clear. But that that that's certainly that separation where you just you lose all emotion and emotive response to anything. It's just like, yeah, it's what it is. So I get that. But it's do you do you feel like from what you've done in your life has made you stronger? Definitely, I feel the upbringing I had. So my mother had a 
her substance abuse from 2000. So I was, I'm 30 now. I was very, very young and I had to learn how to be, you know, I, I missed a lot of school. I had to learn how to grow up. I had to learn how to cook on my own, wash my own clothing. Um, make my, I, my first job was when I was 14 years old. Which if anyone follows your Instagram, she made a banging chicken last night. Oh, yeah, I did. Um, yeah, so I had to learn all of that on my own and everyone's always like, you know, you're so, you're so cut off from it. But I haven't had a mother since 2000. Hmm. So I That's haven't a long time. Had- with my mother for a very 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 long time and then the hurt that she constantly brings to my family like my brothers and my sisters are still connected with her very loosely but they're always upset by something she's done and I'm like why Mm. don't why don't you just go down the path I I honestly I honestly could hand in my heart say I'm not upset that my mother isn't in my life Mm -hmm. because my mother is not my mother anymore she's somebody with an addiction and when you lose someone to addiction you don't you don't not love the person that they were. You just don't miss them anymore because it's so it takes so it's so long that mm. they've been lost for. What and, substance is it? Um. So my mother was addicted to meth, speed. So methamphetamine, speed. Um. Oh, she was on it's and it's needles as well. So it's not um right. it's not just you know smoking it or mm. whatever else she's doing like snorting it. It's like she was, my mum's had a needle abuse since two thousand, mm. um, which is the reason why my dad and her, my stepfather and her, got divorced because he we never seen dad smoke, drink, nothing in the house. And then when we got to like a certain age, dad started drinking with us, and we were like, "Is dad gone through a midlife crisis? What's going on?" Mm. <laughs> How many siblings have you got? I'm one of six. Wow. But um, wow. my brother, my oldest brother and I are the only full blood siblings. But I look okay. at them all as my full blood siblings. Of course, of course. Hobbies. Yeah, um, I, I have the same. So I'm one of four and I have one sister and two stepsisters. So, yeah, I understand yeah. that. Yeah, so um, I've just got half brothers and sisters, different dads, um, all, all the same mum, different dads. Mm, I think that's the reality of the world these days. We're all made up from different – I've got brothers and half sisters and everything like that. So, yeah. That's what it's like, you know, like a full family does not make a good family, you know, like family is what is what you make it. Mm. But you can't spell families about spelling lies. True. (laughs) My family knows. Wow. (laughs) Um, Let's stop talking about mum for a bit. Yeah. Um, You you pulled up there about. um, Hold on, stop, stop. Jess, what was that face? Oh, because I, oh, do you know what? It's me being an alcoholic. It's it. Going, uh, there's only like one bottle of Coke, like, and I've got like two more drinks. Show, show us the, the jack they gave you. That's fucking massive, isn't it? Oh, they're so strong. It's a bit, it's like a triple. I've had the worst day. Why, why have you had the worst day? Go on. No, actually, I'm not just going to mix you to drinking. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a so really Jess, I'll, I'll, Sorry. I want to talk about something that you've just pulled up on and and that's the loss of an ex-partner to suicide so we've had quite um we've had quite a a brush with suicide on on the podcast with various different guests and it'd be great to have your sort of take on it because suicide is it it can destroy the survivor let alone the person that that thinks it's their only way out so just tell us a bit about that side of it so whatever you want to share with us like do you know what I am such a massive advocate for men's mental health and for men speaking up because you know what? 
these guys get into this guy mentality of like, come on, bro, like you'll be fine. It's not that bad. And I've laid on top of my brother. My brother's trying to commit suicide six times. I've laid on top of him going, please don't do this again. And he's like cried. And you know, like when he, he cries on his to me, but when he cries, he feels his emotions and he understands why he's feeling how he's feeling. And so people that push other people's emotions down or cut them off or, you know, make them not so important, like the smallest thing in their day that is obviously pushing them to, to that sort of sort of thought process mm-hmm. is big for them. Even if it's not big for you and something else is bigger happening that you've gone through, mm. Focus on that with them because it's important. so important for guys to be able to feel comfortable to speak. Mm. And to important to them. That's, that's such a valid point. And it's so strange to hear it from a female as well. Like mm. I, I suffered terribly from mental health. I had a really bad week this week. Um, I say it's, it's only Monday, but it's, it's, uh, Friday, Saturday, <laughs> I, I struggled massively. Yeah. And I, I was meant to talk about this in the intro, Dave, and we recorded, but I didn't. But Friday was probably one of the worst days in my mental health I've had for about five years. Um, and it was over something so minor to somebody else that wouldn't find it ma- like big a big deal. But to me, mm. that was my trigger. So to hear you say that, and there'll be, and I know we've got a huge male following, especially with men's mental health, Dave, um, that would will take a lot from what you've just said is that something so minuscule to somebody mm. could be massive to someone to the point where, like you're saying, you've had to jump on your brother to stop him getting himself. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? Like everyone's empathy levels are going to be completely different to the other. But we're, we're human. And as humans, we're not the same. We have different, we got, we have different emotions, different levels of what we can endure. And you know, something that could, you know, what ticks me off sometimes when I think it was the other day and I was taking a bin out and the bin bag broke and I absolutely lost my crap. Mm. And it's like that that's a bin bag that's broken and you can pick it back up and you can just put it in another bin and take it down. But I lost it because that was my trigger for that, that, that day I was done. I was like, I'm done. And, you know, like having good people around me that go, calm, 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 it's okay, it's fine, you know, positive reinforcement as opposed to like, oh, come on, bro, like don't worry about it, it's fine, just grab another one. Mm. No, 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 mm. that's not the mm. right way to approach somebody when they're upset about something. Yeah. Nothing is too small, nothing is too big. Tactful and delicate, I always say. Yeah, mm. yeah if you go so, into it, that sort of attitude, like you say, like, mm. oh, just what are you doing, brush it off, like get on with yeah. it, like. Don't worry about it. That's not what people want to hear. It's like when people go, I suffer from really bad social anxiety. Weird because I'm on so many reality shows. I I get that. I sometimes can't be in a pub or a club because I'm so stressed Mm. out. And it takes, you know, just one friend to be like, just get over it for me. Do you know what the interesting thing is? Dave, do you remember when you picked me up last week? Mm. Where from? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, from the corner. And... I got in the car and I said, oh, I, I can't remember what I said to you now because I used a bit of a blur. You you was worried about what, what we were what we was wearing. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's how it started. And you was like, oh, am I too dressed up? Oh, I was gonna wear I was gonna wear shoes, but you'd worn your Yeezys, and then that really bothered you. And, and you were I, like, oh. I, I said to you, if I do this breathing thing, do you remember I said? Yeah. I said if I keep and I've never heard you do that. If I keep going <laughs> Mm. like that that's just because i'm i can feel a panic attack coming on and i need to just get the oxygen in my thing just to just go with it but he he did the right thing he didn't over dramatize it he didn't ask me about it he didn't talk about it he just 
waited until if it happened. And there was a moment on the train where it nearly happened. And I noticed that he might have noticed it. And he just went, he completely changed the subject. And he, he drew my attention to something else. Yeah. So, so what I do with people that have got anxiety or anything like that, I go five things. Like what's five things you can see? What's four things you can touch? What's three things you can smell? What's two things that you can taste? And you can always taste the roof of your mouth and your teeth. And what's one thing that you can, um, or something else. I can't Be thankful for. Yeah, yeah. And it mm. counts them down because you just got to, mm. and it's so true, you know, just a little thing like shoes is such a big thing because you're like, crap, is everyone going to look at me? Am I going to be different? Am I going to look like, am I going to look overdressed? Am I going to look stupid? Oh, no, maybe I should get changed. You overthink it. Mm. And it's just, it's a killer. So how do you cope mm. with, the, with the trolling aspect of life that you must have with fame? You must have your days where, because you were overly confident, Jess, like you, that is clear to see, mm. but you must get It isn't that long ago. Yeah. It isn't that long ago. I remember seeing you in the press, Jess, and you were basically telling people to stop, mm. um, which is something else that we've heard from other guests that have been on other, and talking other, about Other reality their... guests as well. Who, yeah, who, other reality guests as well that includes in a title, it's reality. Mm. It's mm. reality TV. Like it's made for your like Mario, a good friend of ours. Uh, you must be familiar with The Only Way is Essex. Mm. Oh, yes, so, I know Mario, yeah. So, uh, Mario Falcone. So I don't know him, but like I know. <laughs> yeah, so he, he's a very good friend of ours. We had him on the podcast, and he made a classic point of like, it says it at the beginning of the fucking show, like, this is set out for your entertainment. Mm. Yet they hounded uh, him with abuse. And um, one, one of the ones that I really think Jess would associate with is Manrika. Mm. Because Manrika did something in her reality TV program. She was in the circle um, and everybody in the public turned against her, which I know is like the experience you had with Married at First Sight and everything like that. But we had the same with with Jess. We had the same with Jess. You you, you know, I think you follow Jess. Jess in Piazza, yeah. Oh, it's that, um, she's stunning, isn't she? She's from here, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and she was on uh, X on the Beach? Correct, yeah. Mm-hmm. So she, she's an ex-girlfriend uh, ex, ex of uh, a good friend of ours who also was on the podcast. So we've had uh, Samir who was on and Jess. And they're both really good friends. We've, we've been at quite a few events with them. And, and she, it's the same. She got, she gets hounded in the press. If you, if you type her shit name into press, Google, yeah. it's just shit, 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 shit. Because she went out with dinner with Charlie Sheen twice. Yeah. Like, fuck me, like. Doesn't make her a whore. You know what? People love to drag down people that are doing better than them. Right. You know what? I've never met a hater who's doing better than me, ever. Ooh, that's good. That's I've a toe, isn't it? That's a toe. That- mm. <laughs> Jess, we're going, come, we're going to come to market tomorrow and we're getting that toad. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I heard about that market. We'll get back to that. But, um, yeah, you know what? My... I am really, really positive, but I have had my dark days. My dark days was when I was on maths. I'd done the swap. It aired on TV. Dan and I were still very much together. I was copying so much hate from Australia. You're this, you're that, your husband's selling, blah, 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 blah. But it was okay because I was with Dan and I thought, you know what? Worth it, worth it, all good. Then he broke up with me on live TV, which he planned. I didn't know this until months later, but he planned Prick. Prick freak and then i was copying sucked in you deserve it and then i was getting the countless messages of screenshots of when dan was talking to other girls and you know what and i really recluse and i never do this but i reclused into myself i really did because i didn't know how to take all i've gone from being a normal girl just a normal party girl like fun rah, 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 to like 
in your face media, next radio station, next TV, um, you know, article, this everyday articles, like four or five articles a day. And I've just gone, whoa. And I actually, and it's quite well known in the press. I've got a really bad Xanax addiction, prescription drug addiction. I remember I lost like three months of my life and I just went like into myself and I've got little sis, I've little like younger siblings, you know, I've got a little sister and I have a sister who looks up to me so much to a point where I woke up one day and went, bro, what are you doing? You have been through so much more in your life. You like, I always say to everybody, your worst day is like your worst day right now is never as bad as, you know, like you've got to think about it. All of the days you've had that you've gone, this is the worst day ever. I'm not going to get through. This is horrible. You've gotten through it, right? You've gotten mm. through it and you've moved on and things have gotten better. And, yeah, you're at another bad day, but that's life. And life isn't always easy. But what makes it easy is how you choose to deal with it and mm. how you choose to take people in. It's okay to turn your phone off and break off from the world for a day or two. It's okay to have a you day where you just want to stay in bed in your jammies and eat food. It's yep. okay to not go to the gym today because you can't be bothered. It's okay to do these things. And people need to understand that we don't, you know, people have a false, like, sense of what society is supposed to be like. You know, you, you go to the gym, you go socialise, you go to work, you have, like, a mortgage, you find the first person, you get married, you travel, you have kids. Who said it? Where, where's the, yeah, where's that written in the rule book? says that that's what you've got to do. So I've had days where I've been like that and... I think the one thing I've been, then I've been silly, you know, I've, I've been partying, I've wasted my money, I've just, I've let the fame really envelope me and just be stupid with it. And then my little sister gave birth to my nephew a year ago. And that's where I really went, you know what? I'm now not just Jess, I'm somebody's auntie who I need to be a role model for. I don't mm. want my nephew to get grow up and go, my auntie's an absolute lunatic. Like I am, but like I want him to find me a smart, successful, driven lunatic <laughs> as opposed yep. to someone wasting their money, being frivolent with everything. So um, I really just grew up and I took a step back and I looked at myself and went, right, you want love, you want marriage, you want children. Are you somebody that somebody can love? No, you're not because you, you're you're stupid with your money. You're a bit too much for everybody. You're rude, you low empathy. Um, let's take a step back, Jess, and really fix ourselves. And this is what people do. They try to run into these relationships and run into these work opportunities to escape how they feel in themselves. Yeah. And that you're never going to be happy if you continue living a life like that. You need to be centred and controlled in yourself before you can actually have a great life. Everything's going to go wrong if you don't feel good on the inside. So I think I just really just grew up and now I'm the best auntie I can be. My sister, my sister absolutely adores me. I have great relationships with each family member individually. You know, it's not like oh, hi, how your day's been, blah, blah, blah. I have, you know, in each individual relationships are different and they're great and they're, you know, forever fruitful. So um, I feel, yeah, like fame really did sort of, you know, take me under the water for a bit there. But mm. then I learned how to control it and I learned how to capitalise, even monetize on it. You know, mm. I've been on now three reality TV shows. I have my first investment property. I have four different businesses coming out. I am looking at my next investment property over in Europe. Um, there's a lot going on for me and it's because I really just went, you know what, do you want to be that stupid girl off TV with no mm. money and you just spread it like, you just like fast life, you know, like, Ugh. 
or do you want to actually go take your trials, take your tribulations, take, girl, you've taken a beating. Do you want yeah. to actually show, have something to show for it? Yeah. Because imagine 10 years on all the, you know, mental health and all of the crap I've taken for me to just go, well, I've got nothing to show for it. You'd yeah. be stupid. People would go, well. Mm. And I hate to say it, but if fall into the category of someone like, possibly like Kerry Katona, like, you know, who, mm. who went bankrupt. Do you remember, Dave? Like she, she did all that, didn't mm. she? Mm. And then she went bankrupt. Now she's calling her world back up, you know. Do you know what you should call your company? What? Bad bitch vibes. If you're going to be a bitch in life, be a bad one. There you go. There's a slogan right there. <laughs> there you, you go. Now you guys got nothing. <laughs> we'll go six and four. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you got to laugh, you know. If you don't, you have. and I always say to people, if you can't laugh, I'm going to cry. So yeah. I'd rather to laugh. And um, I now have this amazing platform where I've got so many young women and even young men and um, people from, you know, the LG. I always get this wrong. LG, LGBT plus. BT, yeah. Community. That look plus. Up to me. They look mm. up to me and I want to be a role model for people to feel like, you know, just normal about whatever they're doing. Like I'm, I, I, I normalize everything because I go mm. through it too. And just because I'm a celebrity with a blue tick and I'm literally putting like, like air marks next to it because I don't feel I'm a celebrity. I'm just a normal person and everyone feels everything. We're all the same, but like, you know, we've all got different, levels of empathy different emotions and let's just all be friends and get each like get each other through life what else talking about like the bad press you get and we spoke there about a few of our friends that have been on the podcast that also get bad press no matter what they do do you think like these the rags and the journos have like a list of people that will always be their paper sellers so the the people that they shit on yeah no matter what you do Jess, they're always going to pull you out. Well, do you know what? I went downstairs the other day to go get some food. I liked because my delivery came and I was like, and this guy goes, hi, Jess. And I was like, oh, wait, why are you holding my food, weirdo? And then he was like, I'm from media. I have a paparazzi. And I was like, dude, I don't know. holding your food? No, 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 no. He was was just at the front of my apartment. And I look, I don't know how you work here, (laughs) but how I work in Australia is do not come to my house ever. I will be the worst person to work for if you come to my house ever Bad again. Bad bitch vibes. Yeah, like, you know, this is my place of where I live. Like, I walk around in, like, tops and, like, no underwear. I'm just joking. <laughs> That's pretty wide <wild> in there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need that. But um, I'm so outrageous and I say, oh, No, mate, you're not. No, you're I've not. I've got, like, full foot in mouth disease. No, you're not, I Jess. Just, mate, <laughs> come off it. I say things that my manager. <laughs> sarcastic. My manager, he's like, no. No, Jess. And he's like, why'd you have to say that? And I'm like, I didn't mean to, but it just came out. But that's what makes you you. That's what makes you you. It's brilliant. So I think that's why the media always are writing about me, though, because I just say shit that just shouldn't be said. But you know what? I said from day one coming off mass, I will not be um, conditioned or groomed into some media person for you. Like, I don't give a shit. I don't wake up. If you're not fucking me or paying my bills, I don't give a shit what you think, mate. Oh god! I tell you what, you're coming out with so many different <laughs> tattoos. <laughs> These tattoos are great. Yeah, yeah we're gonna get so many tattoos done. So I want that one tattoo. If you're not back. fucking me or paying my bills, I don't give a shit. That's my favourite. I'm gonna I'm, get, I'm gonna get that one for the wife at Christmas. <laughs> you speak there about um, not giving a shit. One thing that me and you had spoken about previously, because obviously we're we're best friends. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's speak about a very famous cricketer. 
Shane I was about to say, oh, no, Mr. Sleaze. Let's talk about Mr. Sleaze. So, let me go into my settings and go. Because this is I, all over the press. Because I blocked him, eh? I blocked him because I was like, uh, I blocked him because I thought, you know what? You know when you're sitting around with your mates and you're all having like a beer and just having a laugh and you say things like about people that you don't know. Yeah, like now. But this is, I know this is going to go out. So I am being a little bit cautious. I've got to unblock him and then. No, don't unblock him. I've had to. I've had to. I've had to <gasps> no, because he might like, message you now. Like, he might get messages come through. Oh, I'm going to block him again quickly. Quick, block him. Block him. Block him. He's making me scared. He's so bogey. Um, anyway, go on. So, did you know him before? Did no, you know like, him? I'm going to read the messages. All right. So, this is how he initially contacted me. So, now that we've got them screenshot and he's safely back in my block list. So he messaged me and he was like, hey, X. And then he goes, P.S., I'm on the Gold Coast. And then I never replied because, like, it goes to, if you're not my friend um, on my, if I don't follow you, it goes to my, you know, uh, blog. Yeah. And anyway, and then he's like, hope it's cool to say hi. And I was like, hey, ha, 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 of course it's cool. I don't bite. I said, how long are you down on the coast for enjoying yourself, I hope? Um, he goes, ha, ha, what if I ask nicely, do you bite then? Oh, straight in. And then he goes, oh. playing poker at the star each day. <laughs> yeah. So hard to plan his tournaments go to midnight, but could get knocked out early. Um, fancy a catch-up drink or three. And I said, oh, you're good at card games. I'm good at games, but not that type. Because <laughs> I'm hilarious, you know. I've got to give it a bit of a fucking funny thing. Yeah, of course. It's, it's and more. then um, <laughs> I said, oh, I was like, I can't tonight, um, but let me know when you're around still. And he's like, deal. F- oh, no, I can't say this. He said something about being a trained dom. Right? Uh, train dominatrix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then. Wow. Um, and then he's like. Then Hold he, on. Then he's he a goes, trained dominatrix. Like a dom. Like, have you never been in a dom sub situation in your life? Come on. I'm 30 years old. Oh, he's old. a dominant and she's a, su- uh, a submissive. Yeah. You know, when like you just, yeah. Mm. Oh, okay. Anyway, where's the. I feel a little bit sick. But did you know him or is this just no, random I messages? Not. I never met him in my entire life. He was my dad's favorite cricketer. So that was the reason why I answered back. So I was like, Shane Warne, dad. And I told my dad, I was like, dad, guess what? Shane Warne's messaging me. Like, because this is when he was being nice and polite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then my, my dad goes, watch out for him, darling. He's a spinner. And I was like, oh, God. I thought he was with Liz Hurley. No, that was ages ago. She's that was years lady. ago, mate. Classy oh, was lady. It? She's going to oh. be Anyway, and then... um. I said, he's like, um, I'm playing till 1am, but maybe I can leave a key at reception. You can be waiting. Oh, God. Wow. That is fucking brave. Like, you can see, see, I don't reply. I don't reply, don't reply, don't reply. So he goes, well, bring um, morning. Because I didn't reply reply to the one the night before where he says, if I get knocked out later, are you free? Didn't reply because I thought, yuck. They messaged me going, morning, hope it's all, uh, hope all is cool and you're okay, FII, I leave Tuesday morning. Didn't reply. Well, it was sort of nice meeting you and what could have been good luck with everything as I'm leaving the Gold Coast. Then I replied back saying, hey, I'm so sorry, I've had a really big day. I would have loved to see you, but not in your hotel room straight away. I'd actually would have liked to have met you because I'm really not that type of girl. I'm yep. free tomorrow, but up to you. And then he goes, what are you doing now? That was at one o'clock in, in the morning. Ugh. Anyway, he goes, what are you doing now? And I didn't reply because I thought, you dickhead. I've just said I'm not meeting you in your hotel room and it's one o'clock in the morning. Like, yeah. what, what do you mean? What am I doing now? Get a fucking life. Not you, bro. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> then he goes, I leave tomorrow morning for Sydney. Didn't reply. Then Wednesday. So this so Monday he says I'm leaving tomorrow for Sydney. Didn't reply. 
Wednesday, I'm coming back to the coast after this shoot for Sydney in 10 days as Melbourne's in lockdown. Catch up, didn't reply. Friday, boo, what's on this afternoon? Didn't reply. That was on the 4th of June. 12th of October, I blocked this contact. Well, amen, girl. <laughs> because, like, you know what? Like, It's like, just he, fucking he, weird, mate. I'm sorry. That is weird. You don't know him. You never met him. And he's, yeah, I mean, like, they're, I slide, they're sliding into your DMs and then there's, Two footed full fucking going for it into someone's DMs. I don't even know. know. I am still like a 30 year old girl. Like, I haven't had a lot of sexual partners in my life, but that to me would be like, I, like I'm the type of girl is if you expect something on the first night mm. of us, like of a date. But it's no. the way he says, leave, I'll leave a key at reception for you. Like, yeah, so I'm just going to go up to your home. Like, first of all, catch a couple Like, it's Leonardo girl. DiCaprio. Like, yeah. Because you know what the funniest thing is, is that after this... He's not known as being a womanizer, isn't he? Yeah. After this came out in press, I had countless women send me screenshots of warning in there. No. What, famous people? No, just normal girls. And I was like, you dickhead, because you know what? Like, <laughs> you, like if I was hard out, like, you know, oh, like, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> well, that's, you've said enough, I think, Jess. Yeah, I know. I'm going to get it. Uh, I just don't get it. I mean, how confident have you got to be to do that? Like, But that's a good point to bring up, actually. Like, being someone from reality TV, being someone who's been on the show you've been on, being someone who, you know, let's have it right, you're incredibly beautiful, you're very pretty, you must get, your DMs must go All right, Shane, calm down. It's so funny because, like, every guy's opening line now is, um, don't be worried about Warnie sliding in your DMs, be worried about mine. And I'm like, oh, come off it, bro. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I do. Like, I, I've, I've got... You know, various sportsmen in my in my inbox. I've got various celebrities in my inbox. But the only reason why I exposed Warnie was because, like, he was exactly what I said. He's a freak, and 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 I don't like the fact that he does this to countless women. And there's women that don't have a platform or don't feel confident that would feel entitled to be treated like that and you don't treat women that you respect like that i'm sorry but you don't No, you're right you were right like you would never treat your partner you would i don't know if you've got a partner but you'd never treat them like you know you've got a wife you would never treat them like that correct because you respect them and i just thought you can't just go around being this creep misogynistic pig that you are and so i'm just gonna expose it absolutely i think as well jess like Talking to you, you're very strong with your beliefs and the way that you act and the way that you want to come across. Um, the obviously the press perceives you perceives you in a different way, and the whole Jessica Power is a bit of a character. So, say when you're on Maths and then when you're on Big Brother and everything like that, you don't take no shit. Now, do you think that that adds fuel to the fire? They think that this Jess is the glamour Jess and without that, being rude, a bit of a slag and everything like that, which isn't true. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I definitely struggle. You know what? Everyone's always said it to me, like, what's your dating life like after maths? And it is impossible because it's so hard to separate the people that want to be with Jess Power and just Jess. Because just mm. Jess is so different to Jess Power. And it is, it's like a must. Like I did schoolies, I hosted schoolies with Scotty T and Jordan Weekender, which are big stars here in the UK. And 
I was very new to reality just then. And um, I watched them, I used to watch them go out on, because we'd be all up, you know, by the pool all day, hanging out, whatever. And then I'd see them, um, you know, going in on these stages because we'd, we'd open up and we'd party with all the kids and we'd like hype them up. And I'd watch their faces go from like Scotty to Scotty T. And oh, okay. yeah, that's where I learned, you know what, this is no longer jet because because married at first sight was very highly edited so it's you know that wasn't my personality but it's what people have loved to hate it's i'm the, the mm-hmm. face of reality tv that you love to hate people love to hear me so i've learned to i guess take on this character role of jessica power because i'm not mm. that person when i come home at night take my makeup off and get in my pajamas i'm you you're almost you're almost the um australian equivalent of the gc isn't she dave Oh, yeah. Collins. yeah, yeah. Yeah, my God. yeah I, you know, I really want to meet her because all of my friends in Australia, they're like, if you go to the UK, you've got to meet Jenna Collins because you two are exactly the same person. No, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Do, do you realize how big maths is over here? Because maths is huge at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, I did an interview. Stop with using the, that. You like that? Abbreviate, like, break it down because people are going to be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Married at first sight. So, married at first sight is in everybody's mouth at the moment. Everybody you speak to, everybody's watching the UK version. There's a lady in the UK version that lives where me and Al live. Is um, it? Mar- yeah, 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 yeah. There's a woman in it from Wellington and Sea. Um, the Australian one was huge over here before it the was, UK yeah, one was yeah. done. So, I mean, do you realise how big it is? Because the thing with all of these reality TV shows, like The Only Way is Essex, Love Island, things like that, they become a bit weirdly iconic, don't they? And like, there's a bit of a like cult of people that watch them and stuff like that. Do you feel that when you're just in your day-to-day life? Definitely. I definitely, you know, sometimes it shocks me because I'll be out and I just forget because I'm just like, yes, silly Jess. Like I'm always just like, because I'm ADHD, so I can't focus ever on something. I'm like, la, 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 through my life. And I'll be like to my friend, babe, why is everyone staring at me? They're like, I don't know, Jess, maybe because you've been on three reality shows. And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <And> people, <laughs> like, people like run up to me. They're like, oh, my. Like I've had people fully. I had security for the first few months of mass because I would have people running up to me and going <gasps> and crying. And then like they bring their kids up and then they ask me to send videos to their y- young daughters or like, like you know, I, I went on that um, cameo for a bit, uh. do the videos. But then I was like, you know what? I'm not going to get make someone pay me seventy pound to say happy birthday. Like I'm going to do it for free because you know what? Could I have seventy quid back then, Jess? What? I was about to say yeah. Shane yeah. Warner buy it. <laughs> yeah, oh, do you know what's so funny is that at the moment they were airing that that promo of Jessica of um Jessica Parsons. I even talk to myself like I'm not. You're a third person. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they were airing like the whole Shane Warne thing in Big Brother, like on the ads, and then straight after that ad, they'd air Shane Warne's um. Shaver ad. <laughs> I said, of mm. course, the bastard capitalizing on me. <laughs> so he's back. But um, yeah, like I, the whole reality thing, it's so crazy. People, so my brother, this is a prime example of it. My brother was on one, he was on about for about three minutes on Married at First Sight on my wedding. He went from a thousand followers to 40,000 overnight. And then he was on radio stations all around. I can Australia relate to that. Night. What do you mean? Will you? Maybe you will be up to this. I'll make you famous out, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe. <laughs> but yeah, 
it's just it's just crazy that how much people idolize these reality stars and it's the reason why i try to mm. be still humble and normal and not let it get to me too much and make my head big because you know people do look up to me mm. they look for me yeah of course they look for me to how to act as a person and if i'm out here just being you know showy and like love mouth copy cow yeah yeah it's crazy but um the married at first sight here it's just gone really so i know that you guys adopted the same uh filming style as our australian one and you got our uh blonde expert over here as well um uh, mel Schilling. so yeah I mean, it's 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 insane. Your Love Island here is crazy as well. But also, the one thing about Love Island here is the suicide rate. I didn't know. Yeah, so we we spoke about it quite a lot in the podcast. Mm. Obviously, it's, there's such a huge connection between Love Island and suicide, and you know, it's it's one of the reasons why we launched the podcast, really, isn't it, Dave? Like, yeah, you know, yeah. In, unfortunately, we moment of losing Caroline Flack during whilst we were recording the podcast, so we spoke heavily on caroline flack but yeah there's, there's a huge connection between reality tv and suicide and we, i don't know it's just, it's just one of the things we just keep we keep bringing up we keep talking about it and we just hope that more people just 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 speak out and talk it's half the reason why we do it it's half the reason why we get people on like you on as well especially someone like you is so bubbly and loud and massive personality and shows that you could spin reality tv into a positive yeah, mm. you don't. It doesn't necessarily have to be a negative. Yeah. Not everyone's going to be as thick-skinned as you, and not everyone's going to be able to take the trolls as much as what you can. Albeit, you do get your bad days. But a lot of people, I think, are learn... what you said. Sorry to cut you off, but the thing you've got—that's right. I'm used to people... people cutting me off. <laughs> Women cutting you off. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's like what I try to say to all. See that, Jess? Bye. Bye. what i try to say to reality stars because i have so many reality stars that come to me and you'll be like it's shocked every single every single season of maths after me every stars come to me i'm worried about my edit i'm worried about this what do i do um Mm. i've had boys that have even been on shows and are now on second shows going they're copying hate because they never copped it from their first show they're like how do you deal with it and i said you know what it's honestly, it's it's not you and it's, and you know, you need to understand that these people, like I've, my, my biggest thing when I went up, when I went on maths was I'm not going to matter about anybody that um, isn't my friends or isn't my family. Mm. And, you know, you, these people that write these words, I always try to say you need to understand the weight of your words and you need to understand how to take it in as well. Because the weight of people's, people, this is why young girls and young boys kill themselves because They've got a bad home life. They're getting bullied at school. And then they come home and they're just bullied on the internet. And the internet is a place mm. to escape. So people just need to try and um, really try to separate that world of, you know, what they're going to take on. And it's like I say all the time, you know, I've never met a hater that is doing better than me, like I said before, because if you take in what people are saying and you take on, like, People are horrible. I've just spent half an hour before this podcast deleting horrible comments off my TikToks, not because I give a shit about what people are saying. I laugh half the time. But because young women are going to see that and think it's okay to talk to people like that. Young men are going to see it and think that's how you talk to a lady. It's not right. No. So I'm just trying to be out here, like, you know, just saving the world and being sick. And stuff. Uh, I, I tell you what, something that I was thinking about only earlier today, and that was... Um, about all the shit that people write about others on social media. And me and Al spoke about it in your intro, which you'll, you'll hear when the episode goes out. And just 
that people think that it's acceptable. And what I actually think, I don't know if it would make a difference in the same way as the kick it out, kick the racism out and Black Lives Matter and everything like that. But a lot of the celebrities went through naming and shaming. And if the celebrities collectively came together and maybe did something, I think that that, that could have a voice as well. So the ones, look, let's be honest, and and I'm going to be brutally honest here, the, a lot of the women that get hate are all attractive women. So I think of people like Caroline Flack. I think of people like Emily Atak. I think of people like yourself, Jess, Jess in Piazzi. They're all attractive females and they get shit because, like you said, Jess, somebody feels that they can take a swipe at you because they might not be as successful. They might not be as attractive. Yeah. And some, some something's got to be done. Something's got to stop because that kind of hatred circulating through the veins of the world, it's not a good thing for it to be out there, even if you read it or if you don't read it. And half the women that actually abuse me or, and drag me down on the internet are mothers. Mm. Yeah, and th- yeah. this is something that Emily Atak said. All all the blokes that send her creepy messages, she looks but at their daughters. profile and he's, he's got like two kids. Yeah, two daughters. You know he's what like, what the fuck are you doing? I screenshot and put it on my Instagram story. The amount of women mm. guys that have been married, and I'm like, oh, you're a snake, so here you go. So I screenshot. The mm. wives message me going, thank you so much. Please, could you take it down because I'm embarrassed, but thank you so much. And I'm like, no worries like, if, he, if you need to talk. I remember I captioned one of my photos once. I'd just come off maths, and I was like, getting out of car, and I'm like, on my way to steal your man. And some hater was like, oh, i give you a million dollars if you could steal my man. And I was like, wait, so I get like a million dollars and a new man? So yeah. <laughs> it means like if you just if you show that you're not like I put something up on my Instagram a night ago when this guy was like he said something about Shane and I was like fuck off dickhead like he's he, he seen it and didn't reply because he's like whoa um but this is the thing like people need to understand that we're normal people as well just because we've got lots of followers doesn't mean we're not normal people that with a normal emotion and mm. I'm going to call you out for your shit and I'm going to call you out for being a dickhead so I post it and it's not my fault that now 350,000 people are seeing it and sending you nasty messages how does it feel how does it feel mm. that mm. one nasty message yeah. that I cop on the daily from a lot of people now you're receiving it oh you've deleted your Instagram surprise surprise couldn't take it don't dish it out if you can't take it Boom. And right. I think with that. Right there. Before we, we let you go, Jess. Women should definitely do something together. Before we let mm. you go, give us one piece of advice you would give to anyone who's looking to get into either influencing reality TV, anyone who's young, female, and looking to get into the industry you've got into. What is the one piece of advice you would give them based on your experiences? Be yourself and stick true to what you believe in. If you believe that you look great with orange hair and polka dot green skin, then you look great with orange hair and polka dot green skin, girl. Like make sure you really speak true to what you feel and don't don't just like, you know, fold, fold into the niche of like unre- unrealistic beauty on social media because it's not realistic. The perfect selfie is not real. Perfect lighting's not real. Filters aren't real. And we're all women. We all look different and we're all beautiful. Wow. There you go. Jess, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, look, it's been great. It's been great to have you on and being your wonderful, fun self that you are, Jess. So thanks for spreading your positivity with us. Thanks, guys. I'm glad your ears aren't bleeding by the end of it because I talk too much. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye. Jessica Power.
Wow. Love a bit of Jess. Love a bit She's of Jess. A, a, a wonderful, wonderful human being, Jess is. It might have sounded that we were a bit overly familiar with her, but we are we are friends. Um we've got a, quite a few mutual friends and uh yeah, we, we yeah, we, we do know Jess, so relax yourself, guys. But it's, it's also hard it's hard not to um fall in love with Jess because mm. she's so happy and bubbly. Yeah, and, and she takes everything in a stride and she takes it so well. Mm. But when she needs to speak about important stuff, she does. And it's, it's just a true testament to the fact that reality TV is not what you see. Like, these are human beings. These are real people. They have real emotions. They have mm. real feelings. They have real empathy and sympathy towards situations and they can relate to a lot of people. So when they open up and talk, you should listen. Yeah, definitely. Well put, pal. Very mm. well put. I read that off the top of my screen. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. Once I get rolling, mate, I'm good. I'm good. I know that ain't true because your eyes are estates. So there's no, no way you could have read anything off of anything. That's a good point, actually. They ain't got any better. I've got to go back next week about an appointment. But uh, yeah, we'll, oh, get, into, we'll no. get into that next week. But yeah, look, let's get into the nitty gritty again. Are we still doing? We all know what time it is. Or are we going to change it? Let's change it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, no, yeah. No, I don't do it. Oh, as there's only three episodes left of series two, we should stick to it. But next Go season, we need... My God, can you see how fat I look on the... Oh, is that what you see? <laughs> yeah, when you... I've just got a corner view. When I'm, when I'm masturbating, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what I see. <laughs> David. Oh. oh, dear. We all know what time it is. Yeah. Oh, you can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious. I've got a bad feeling about this. Right, ladies and gentlemen, it's me reading again this week. Um, I found one that's that's very, very new. It's the 4th of November, so it's only been out a, a few days. Now, this popped, Raw, baby. popped into my eye line the other day while, I, while going through social media, and I, I thought, I know there's only one place that this can be read out, and that's got to be done. Podcast. How have we managed to keep so many stories going for so many times? Mate, but how do these stories keep coming out? Weirdos in the world, Dave. Yeah, mate, wait until you listen to this one, right? Here's the headline. Hold tight, children. Man on mission to collect chip from every Weatherspoon in the UK. <laughs> chip. Chip, right? <laughs> a man claims to be on a mission to collect one chip from every single one of the 925 Weatherspoons pubs across the UK. <laughs> Why? Why would you do that? Right. <laughs> right. So w- we begin. Mental health Boris matters. Bennett. Yeah, of course matters, he's called yeah. Boris. Of course he's called <laughs> Boris. <laughs> Boris Bennett, 45. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> His name is not called Boris fucking Bennett. Well, well, like, straight away, when I I read that, and I was like, Boris Bennett, 45. Mate, I'm 40. That means there was a bloke called Boris five years older than me. Like, <laughs> Do you know what's more alarming? Bo- Boris wasn't a common name when I was a kid. No, but Boris Bennett, 45, sounded like one of those creeps in a Yahoo chat room. <laughs> Mate, but I th- think he is probably one of those creeps. Listen. Boris Bennett, 45, says he carries a folder of chips around with him, each in a clear pouch and perfectly labelled from the restaurant they were purchased from. 
His hilarious hobby comes to light when he posted a picture of Trading Cards Collection Book on Facebook. Wow. It appeared on a Weatherspoon's poultry chip count, a group on the site where Weatherspoon's fanatics discussed how many chips they got with their meal. So there's a fucking group of them. Oh, I've heard there's about this. a group this. of them. No, I've heard about this. And they count this. the chips that they get with a meal and which one's no, the best recipe to go to. About well, this. Boris has stepped it up and he's kept a chip from each one, right? Oh, man, look, Boris. In the... <laughs> So uh, is this challenge a wind-up? Social media users were quick to point out it would take a while to visit every Spoons across the country, meaning the chips would get rather mouldy, right? But the man behind the Facebook profile, which carries a stock image, claims he is deadly serious. Boris, Boris told the newspaper... He has been coating the chips in Vaseline and wax to make them last longer. (laughs) (laughs) Mate, listen Uh, to this. This uh, is brilliant. Mate, it makes me think that Weatherspoons is a excellent place to work, right? (laughs) A spokesperson from Weatherspoons has commented the challenge, naming Boris, one of a kind. <laughs> you reckon? Boris, you're one of a kind. His post on Facebook reads, Evening all, you may remember me from such fine works as Stonehenge Chiphenge post. Today, however, <laughs> I bring you this. A healthy 38 chips in the spinning mule in Bolton this afternoon. I am currently on a mission to collect and record one chip from every weather spoon in Britain, and here is what I've got so far. <laughs> Geez. Fucking hell, look at that picture. <laughs> Mate, it's it's like a Panini uh, catalogue sticker book, but all with chips from different right, so weather spoons. If, if everyone remembers the Beanie Baby craze, when everyone used to collect a Beanie Baby and keep it in a glass enclosure, it's like that with chips. Yeah, it is like that with chips. And he's even written on, on each chip what pub it came from. You've got the seven, the seven stoles in Manchester the Thomas Burke in Lee, the Lord William in Huddersfield, the Robert Shaw in Westington, the Cherry Tree in Huddersfield. Mate, there's Hold up, North. Hold up, North. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, I'll tell you Boris, what, Boris. Boris from Bury. Bury. Oh, Boris come. from Bury. <laughs> Mate, no I'm not way. waking it up. Boris from Bury said he's thrilled with the response and would love to shake the hand of Weatherspoon's founder, Tim Martin, one day. He said, I I decided to do it. (laughs) (laughs) I decided to do it because I thought it would be funny to other members of the group and also because it gives me an excuse to travel the UK to all the pubs. Okay, so I'm trying to just get as many as possible. That's just fine. He he did it because he he was funny. He did it for a laugh. Yeah, he okay. did it for a laugh. Yeah, right, good, good. And he thought the other the other because members of his group would find it funny as well. Right. But I wait, felt, right? I felt bad because we thought that we were taking the piss out of someone who might be a little bit. Yeah, but that's fine. Well done, he, Boris. His obsession with chips from Weatherspoons has got eighteen thousand uh, thumbs up reactions on Facebook, a hundred and ten thousand engagements on Instagram, and a hundred thousand uh, thumbs up on TikTok. My God. <laughs> I need to get him. I need to get him in the office. A spokeswoman 
A spokesperson for Weatherspoon said, Weatherspoons have numerous friends who love to visit all the pubs and record their visits. Others take photos of the carpet, but this gentleman is one of a kind. We wish him well in his venture and hope he manages to achieve his aim. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking legends, mate. Up the spoons. Up well, the look, spoons. I've, I've changed my opinion so many times on Boris in that small monologue of... Uh, of a story there, but I, I want to meet Boris. So if anyone knows yeah, Boris he, Bennett, we want him. Boris Bennett, 45 from Bury. Yeah, we want to talk to Boris. We want to talk to Boris. Um, no, do you want know to talk what? to him? We'll take him out. We'll, yeah, we'll take him to the Spoons. Yeah, we'll, we'll take, take we'll to, definitely take him to Let's take him on a London Spoons tour. Mate, we've got a few Spoons where we live. Yeah, we have. We could take him into Hartford. I'm really excited. The, the man on the moon in Southgate. Shit, I would have. What's the one in... <laughs> what's the one called oh the Knights Templar in it in Hartford I think something like that what's the one on Stevenage Old Town I don't know last time I was in there I got beaten up probably will do again if I take Boris in there but <laughs> probably by <laughs> Boris he was moaning about the chips yeah have that you slag <laughs> <laughs> what a sound effect that was as well oh, well look let's wrap it up there with Boris uh, if anyone knows uh, Boris or Boris Bennett, please get in contact. We're either on our Instagram, which is at Lazdaz and a couple of beers, or the email Lazdaz and a couple of beers at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. Boom. Well done, mate. Well done for remembering them socials. So, from me, thanks for Jess for coming on. Thank you to you. Uh, thank you to me. We're doing this from different ends of the country this week, but it's all worked out well. I'm quite happy yeah. with it. So, take care, everyone. Um, Stay safe, wash your hands, say please and thank you, and yeah, love each other. Exactly. And like we say at the end of every episode, we try to say mental health matters. We can have a bit of a laugh with it, but listen to the message we have at the end of every episode. Goodbye, God bless, and see you later. If you've been affected by any of the subjects we've spoken about on today's episode, please feel free to reach out to your friends and your loved ones. Failing that, you can contact the people at Mind and they'll be able to help. Their number is 0300-123-3393. Or failing that, go to mine.org.uk. Stay safe, be well, and enjoy the sun.